Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fuse Ignites. I am your host, Anthony Sturpey. So you know this is the very first episode, and Fuse Ignites is a podcast about our school district, my school district, the New Rochelle Public Schools uh, District in New Rochelle, New York. Uh, I am a teacher at the high school there. So you know Fuse Ignites is an opportunity for us in Fuse, which is our union, to share stories of our members. So that's our clerical, our custodial, our teachers, our staff of New Rochelle Public School System, so that you can find out more about what is going on in our school system from the very people who help shape the stories every day. Today, uh, I'm going to have my first guest, Debbie Menchin, who is a teacher at New Rochelle High School. So you know how Fuse Ignites works. Fuse Ignites is a podcast where we do it by phone. We're going to call people by phone and talk to them by phone because, as you may know, working in a public school system can be a very busy, difficult job. So as we crafted this experience for people, we wanted to make sure that we were meeting people where they were and that we were meeting their schedule. So I'm going to take a minute here, and I am going to go in and call Debbie Menchin uh, so that we can talk to her about Fuse Ignites. Hello, Debbie. This is she. This is Anthony, and you are the very first guest on our New Rochelle Fuse podcast, Fuse Ignites. Uh, and as you know, we are taping this call so that we can share the uh, our conversation with everyone in New Rochelle uh, and anyone else who may be interested in listening. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. So, um, Debbie, uh, why don't we start by telling people uh, who you are, what what you, what school you work at, and what it is that you do. So my name is Debbie Minchin. I teach at New Rochelle High School, and I uh, teach in the social studies department. So I've taught a variety of things, but for the last many years, I've taught mostly AP, U.S. government and politics, psychology, and I also run our Wise Project which is Westchester Individualized Senior Experience to allow seniors to explore areas of personal interest. And I'm the teacher advisor to National Honor Society's JSA, and I've also been the uh, advisor to Model Congress for two years. So how did you come to work at the New Rochelle Public Schools? Well, about 30 years ago (laughs) when I decided to... uh, Uh, start working again after uh, living abroad for several years and uh, having my three children. I wanted to work in New Rochelle because, well, it's where I live, and I think it's really important to give back to your community, so I I wanted to work there for that reason. I also think because I teach social studies, teaching in a really diverse classroom is exciting, is challenging, and is something that I I wanted to do. So, so building off of that, so if someone came to you and said, why New Rochelle? Why should we invest in the school system in New Rochelle and the kids of New Rochelle? Building off that last answer, what would you say to that person? Because New Rochelle is the most amazing place. Our students bring so much to the table in terms of their differences and in terms of their similarities. And it's in places like New Rochelle where we the adults 
can learn from our students and also where we can help them be better re ready to enter the world as good citizens and good humans. Um, why we should invest in them is because they are our future. And that's very cliche, but I absolutely believe that, especially as someone who spends most of her time talking about and teaching civics and civic engagement. An interesting factoid. Uh, the reason why I reached out to you to be first even is because even as I talk to people, you are a name that pops up time and time and time again from people. I had it, I had put out a call for like, who should we talk to? And I heard from parents mentioned your names. I heard former students mention your names. I heard members of the, the fuse like Marty Daly said, what about Debbie mentioned she would be a fantastic person to talk to? And I think it's because of the impact that you have um, on the students, even at having shared students with you. Um, I know how passionate students are about your classes and, and how when they go through, they really do come out um, on the other side. Um, and so this particular, uh, on the other side differently, excuse me. So in this particular episode, every week I give the, the podcast a different title. This one I'm calling Fuse Ignites Voice. And I think that's because the teachers at um, the public schools in New Rochelle are really good at encouraging student voice. And I think you're especially good at that. I think you're very good about encouraging kids to find their path and find their voice. Could you talk a little bit about your experiences um, why you think that is, why you think you have that reputation as someone who can reach kids on that level, um, what it is that you do in your classroom and in, through the WISE program that really does have that impact on the students. First of all, thank you for those kind words, and I think it's I could true. probably mirror them right back at you. <laughs> uh, um, I think I conceive of my job as someone who tries to create a space where questioning is what we do in my classroom. I'll talk first, I think, about that or in my clubs. But particularly in my classroom, we talk about very controversial topics, and I don't pretend that I have all the answers. Instead, I encourage students to question others and to question themselves. So I, I try and create um, a common space where diverse ideas are spoken and heard, and I think that that's, uh, the, the students are very ready for that in 12th grade, so I'm lucky because I teach them in 12th grade. Uh, sort of, if I had to give a name to that, I would call it engaged pluralism, uh, which is not an original term by any means, but this idea that just having people that are different in a room does not accomplish that. You actually have to uh, offer them a chance to stick their neck out, try out an idea. Um, be heard with that idea, be challenged with that idea, and then maybe change their idea. And I think when you do that time and time again, students become comfortable with, with trying that on their own. I think that's kind of what education is all about, teaching kids to, to be comfortable without, to be comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time, or to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that's what thinking is all about. You know, to be willing to change your mind, to listen to somebody else, to have that opportunity. So I think in my classroom, that's what they like. We spend a lot of time on current events. Uh, we, of course, have a curriculum that involves learning about 
the way our government works, but the way our government works is citizens are involved in it, and so we do a lot of citizen involvement as well, whether it's a voter registration drive or investigating subjects that they're interested in presenting them um, or doing candidate debates. And, you know, kids will say what candidate they want to be or on a simpler level, what position they they pick on a controversial topic, and then I'll make them argue the opposite side to see that the opposite side is not um, is not evil, or at least the people who profess it are not evil. I think that's where we've lost civil discourse. So I think students respond positively that, to that. And WISE is kind of, kind of the other side of that coin, because in WISE, I uh, sit with each student individually and we talk about what it is that, that interests them, and it's often very amorphous. You know, I'm interested in something to do with English. And I allow them to walk in several directions, maybe wrong, and come back and say, I didn't like that, and then come again and try again until they eventually end up with a project that they are really dedicated to and proud of. Um, and so both of those, I think, allow kids to take action on things that they care about, whether it's verbal action or actually, as I said, doing a project or an internship. Uh, I think kids respond to that. They like it. For parents who might be listening, who might want to expose their kids to the WISE program, maybe it's something that they haven't, hasn't necessarily been on their radar. How does the WISE program work um, so that maybe this year they can encourage their kids to get involved, identify a passion and explore it? So uh, WISE is very flexible. It allows students to pick something that interests them and explore it with guidance, both from me and from another faculty mentor that they'll work closely with. So that could be something such as, I'm interested in teaching, and I would find them a placement in anything from a kindergarten to a high school class where they would effectively be a student teacher. Or last year we had a student who interned with um, an accounting firm, another one who interned with a IT firm, and another one who interned with an architecture firm. So there's there's that very, what you would call, classic internship opportunity. But students also just pick something that interests them. So last year we had a student who had a, a desire to improve her Spanish. Although she knew some Spanish, it wasn't a particularly strong part of her um, abilities. And her grandmother only spoke Spanish. So she did all sorts of things uh, from obviously uh, taking some classes online, but also she watched uh, Spanish TV, and she'd never really gotten close to her grandmother before. And that was really part of her WISE project, was getting to know her grandmother. Other students explore cooking and write cookbooks or explore poetry. I had a student who worked on a political campaign last year, a um, student who did art therapy with some of our special needs students in the high school, so she learned about art, ther art therapy that way. Um, kids, a lot of students choose to explore something in music. Maybe music didn't fit into their schedule, but they can do that independently. Um, I actually had a student once who I was not the head of WISE when this happened, I was only on the committee, who built a boat in their garage with their dad, which we then literally sailed in one of the lakes. So as long as it's not illegal or immoral or makes me stay yeah, up late at night worrying, uh, we'll work out a project that interests a student and they'll pursue it. I once had a student who investigated uh, what was in our in our lakes and ponds in the area around New Rochelle. Um, I always jokingly refer to this as the pond scum project, but 
she went around, she collected samples, and she analyzed these samples and really did a terrific uh, science type of report, which many of the science teachers brought their students to and which they said was at graduate uh, level work. So students do amazing, amazing projects. Last year, in fact, some of the students who went to Isaac might remember, we had a student who created what she called um, School of STEM, I believe, and she uh, got eight of her friends and convinced the teachers at Isaac, and they did three or four days where they did projects with the science students at Isaac to try and get more people um, at Isaac interested in uh, STEM. So really, all sorts of things have been done and been done successfully. I think that is why you're a good person to talk to when you're doing a Fuse Ignites a Voice, because I do think a lot, there are so many opportunities in our school district for students to really develop those areas that they are passionate about. And I, like you, I'm sure have seen the impact that that has on a student. I even liked the point that you made about students failing because I don't think people really recognize sometimes that students just don't learn from what they learn. They also learn when they're involved in an experiment or a project and it goes wrong. And I think that's an important part of the process. And I think that this that that WISE is a wonderful place to, as I like to say, fail forward so that students can then experience growth from that. Um, yeah, there yeah. Was absolutely. There was there was a perfect example of this of that this year was one of my students who changed her project three or four times and uh, at the end did this amazing project where she sang for an entire group of students uh, explaining how WISE had given her an opportunity to really explore all the different things that she was interested in and figure out through WISE what she wanted to do next year. You know, so many students are are on a, a path that's almost written for them. And she used WISE as an opportunity not to challenge that path, but to examine that path. And that was just, you know, it was a fantastic project, something that most of us don't get the opportunity to do. So um, different students end up with very different looking projects. And that's, I think that's one of the exciting things for me, what keeps it fresh for me is that they're always so different and they, the students therefore challenge me to come up with something. And one of the things we've done in the last two or three years is really try and make the wise, uh, the wise guys, as I call them, get together and um, support each other in that journey. And that I think is an important and fantastic new part of WISE, where they know that there are others engaged in the same kind of discovery that they are engaged in. So. It's a great project, and we're amazingly lucky to have it in the Rochelle, and I've been amazingly lucky to be part of it. So this is a good segue to our last two questions here. One is we have so many new administrators coming in. Um, what is it that you would like to see um, as administrators come in and create change in our school system? What is something that you would like to see happen for our students? Wow, that's... I'd have to spend a long time thinking about that. <laughs> and if you were in my classroom, you would not be surprised to hear me say that because uh, a lot of times I say that. Um, I would like there to be more opportunity for project-based learning, which is, is really what WISE is Love an example that. of. Yep. yep. I think that's, you know, it's, it's sometimes we get tied up 
in how difficult it is to make something happen because of the structures that we have. Uh, I would so I suppose what I'd like to see is more willingness to experiment with structures, um, just as a uh, a general statement. So it wasn't only about project-based learning, but also maybe about you know, AP classes being a lecture once a week and then three smaller sections the way they may be parallel in college. Maybe if you're not doing well in a course and you're a quarter of the way through and it's a required ninth grade math class, maybe you should start that class again. I'm just, you know, generating new ways to approach things. Maybe it's a study center where students can just drop in so that no matter you know, whatever help you need, there's an air, there's a, a person there, not maybe your own social studies teacher or your own English teacher, but there is someone there who could give you help. Uh, I think part of what you were saying before in terms of being willing to fail, it's, it's hard as a school to be willing to fail with a project, but I think we should try some of those and see if we can reach. I, I mean, I truly believe that you know every student can learn every student I do. has value. I and if we if we have students we're not reaching, um, and that's one again the things that I love about Wise. I can have every kind of student, um, you know, the, the, the D student and the A plus plus student can all take Wise. And so I think that if we could offer more opportunities for students to find what they're good at, because most adults are good at stuff. So let's make them realize they're good at stuff when they're in, in school as well. I agree that projects allow the subject some time to meet the student where the student is. Um, I humorously tell people, sometimes I feel like I'm a product of the New Rochelle High School system because I've been here for so long. And um, just my philosophy, you know, there was a time where I don't know if I believed that every student had the opportunity to pass. And as I moved into that project-based structure to really see all kids succeed, um, it was transformative for me to see that potential unleashed and, and I liked how you say it by challenging the structures, because you're right, it doesn't have to be project-based learning. Sometimes just thinking differently to meet some of these kids where they're at um, can have a tremendous impact on what learning looks like. So, so yeah, um, I mean, I probably uh, would still be in high school if the only way you could graduate was to learn how to, I don't know, <laughs> fix the carburetor I, or wire it later. Oh, I would. I would, too. You know? So why why is the only way to graduate high school to write an essay if what you can yep. do instead is is uh, act in a play or you know uh, write a book or you know just because it's not the way that I would express something it still is pretty powerful so sure more opportunities for kids to see those successes I think would be amazing so this brings us to my very last question a three word answer what is your three word hope for this school year that we are in? Since you've been listening to me for so long, you know three words is impossible. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, three word hope. Um, can I have five? <laughs> well, uh, we try to bargain. Uh, I'll give you five. All right. So it's the, the first hope? episode. You're the first guest. I think you deserve five. All future By the people. third guess, you'll give up, be giving 15 or 20. I will not. I will not. We talked about New Rochelle Pride. And I liked that word, pride, 
And I thought, if I were going to be doing a poem about that, and I don't know what the name is, but you will, where you take each letter and you write a word that goes with it. So I had my five words that I hoped that students got, which were passion, respect, imagination, drive, or determination, whichever you prefer better, and empathy. And I think if we all practice those things, passion, respect, imagination, drive, and empathy, we'd have a really good year. I I think that is a wonderful, wonderful way to end this episode. Um, so uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk and share about the program. Uh, yes, Fuse definitely ignites voice. And... Uh, yeah, and, and I, I hope you have just a fantastic school year. And I hope you do, too. Well, well thank and I hope you our so students much. all do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I want to thank everybody. everybody. Yes, I want to thank everybody for listening to our very first episode of Fuse Ignites. And I can't wait to share uh, future stories from future staff members in the future. Um, all right. See you all next time. Bye.